Hello, welcome to another episode of Mornings with Marla. I am back after two weeks of taking off for the holidays, which honestly felt so good, um, but also felt like it's been a long time, like way longer than two weeks. Um, So I am just here today. I would love to share with you guys the 20 things I've learned um, in 2020, which was an extremely interesting year. And then everyone thought 2021 was going to come back and um, it was just going to be, I don't know what everyone thought, I guess. It was going to be just this fresh start, fresh slate. Everything was going to clear and it was just this whole new year, which yes, it is a new year, but to me and something I kind of learned over the last, I don't know, New Year's to me is like this hyped up holiday and it it just seems to be like the expectations around it are so much higher than what actually happens. Um, And so this year I've kind of embraced the fact that like, yes, it is a new year, the calendar year changed. Um, but it's just a new day. And I kind of was proven um, yesterday, this is Thursday morning that I'm recording this, but yesterday we had the Capitol um, basically taken over by what I would refer to as like white supremacy groups. Um, and it's just kind of like, okay, sixth, sixth day of 2021, <laughs> here we go. Um, but, but blue took over the Senate, which is really good. So hopefully Biden can get some stuff done in his term. Um, but I'm just, I'm at a loss for words about yesterday. Like, Hey, (laughs) what? uh, Okay. Hey, if this was a black lives matter protest, which were mostly peaceful protests, yes, there was some like rioting and like, Uh, property damage and that kind of thing. But um, for the most part, it was not meant for that. It was meant to be a peaceful protest to um, kind of just have a voice. And and yesterday, you see the Capitol like throughout the day being bombarded and taken over by hundreds of white people. There were a couple, like I did watch videos and see like some Latinos and I don't know if they're like maybe a a couple of black people or something like that, but it was mostly white and they literally were climbing fences. They found two pipe bombs um, and the, the security like basically just let them in. If that was any other situation or any other group of people, it would have went a hundred and thousand times differently than it did. And it just goes to show how much white supremacy we do carry in the United States. And like, it's just so blatantly obvious what's going on. And it, it, yesterday I was just so angry and it felt like a really weird day. And I just, I think human beings are the dumbest and also the smartest creature on this planet. Um, The threat to our democracy was just, I don't know, in my thoughts, and I don't know like a ton, I'm not like super into politics. Like I gather what I can and try and read articles when I can and follow the New York Times and the Morning Brew and stuff like that. But um, it just, I mean, what what do you think other countries think of us right now? (laughs) It's embarrassing. And we spend so much money on our defense 
and we can't even defend our own fucking capital like what a what are these terrorist organizations thinking oh cool we can just get hundreds of people together and storm the capital no fucking problem like unannounced and security is not going to do anything and then the most heartbreaking video ever was from the whole situation i think but um was the black security officer who was by himself defending the Capitol building while hundreds of people stormed after him. And you can just tell, like, he's between this thought process of, oh, shit, like, I could lose my life right now. Is this worth saving my life over to, to protect the Capitol? Or, like, do I do my duty and and protect the Capitol? And it's just pretty mind-blowing um, how little effort it, it took to get into the Capitol, how long it took to actually get people there to defend the Capitol. And like the kicker is people knew this was coming. It was talked about in a lot of Facebook groups. Um, and I mean, they even had most people not come to work that day unless it was absolutely required because they thought something like this was going to happen. And then so it's like, where is the defense for this? Like how... And then what are the repercussions for all of this? Like there are tons of faces out there of people sitting in the Capitol. Like what, what's going to happen to them? Are they even going to get in trouble? <laughs> like you, I mean, and I mean, I obviously I'm a white girl. So like, I feel a little bit um, out of place to speak on this because it's not uh, like it obviously I have white privilege, but um but I mean, a black person walking down the street with with no weapons on them at all can get shot and murdered. <laughs> and then people literally taking over the Capitol are just told by security, you're loved. Like, I know this sucks. Just go home. Like, what the fuck? <sighs> but... Anyway, I just had to go into that a little bit because it's just like kind of on my mind and um, it's just, I'm just flabbergasted at the system and it makes you lose trust in the system. It makes you, <laughs> I knew it was fucked up in the beginning, but it's just like every single thing I hear, I'm like, this is more and more and more and more fucked up. Like what? is happening. Can we vote to just scrap it all and start over? Like, I think that could probably, you know, reset some stuff and, and yeah, I've just been, I don't know. It's beyond me. Um, but yeah, so 2021 has started off very interesting. Um, I did want to say a little bit about uh, New Year's resolutions and stuff like that and like my opinion on that. Um, and again, this is <laughs> so a learning experience and lesson for me over the years of just like holding these really high expectations of not only the transition from one day to another, but um, holding these expectations within myself to accomplish certain goals that I set. Um, and what I've been reflecting on is you can set goals every single day and you can, um, have resolutions every day and you can integrate more ritual every single day. And it doesn't have to be the new year, fresh start. And if it really feels appealing to you and you're really into it and you're like, this is, this is my day, like, this is my day to reset, to restart. It's a new year. I love 
going about it in this way, um, that's awesome. Like, and more power to you. But what I've found is that you put all of this pressure on yourself. Um, you set all these unrealistic goals and then 2022 comes around and you haven't completed them. And then you start to guilt trip yourself around them. So for me, it's like, what can I do better every single day? Or how can I be a better person every single day? Not how can I just do better and set these new year's resolutions every new year's. And I think for me anyway, and this is something I really struggle with. That's why I want to touch on it and talk about it is I guilt trip the shit out of myself all the time. If I set a goal and I don't reach it, I guilt trip myself. If I'm trying to accomplish something and I'm not feeling productive around it, I guilt trip myself. If I relax for too many days in a row, I guilt trip myself. If I watch Netflix for too long, I guilt trip myself. And what I've been really working on in 2020 is dropping the guilt. And um, I don't know if I've touched on this in another podcast before, but at the very beginning of quarantine in 2020, I got um, an astrology reading from this woman and she was talking to me about how I'm very task oriented and um, I write to-do lists all the time. Like I would write, especially when I was in school and college, I would write like six to-do lists a day and they would pretty much all be the same thing, but I would just add stuff on or I'd have separate to-do lists of like my personal life, my school life, my blah, blah, blah. And it, and it, it just became over consuming and like obsessive. And I think I'm kind of realizing I probably have some OCD. Um, And so through 2020, what I've worked on is like really releasing this task oriented mindset of like, okay, I have a to-do list. If I don't complete the to-do list, I guilt trip myself about it. And they say, never give yourself more than two to three tasks a day, because it's just not really feasible to finish like eight tasks on your to-do list. And then you feel bad because you haven't accomplished everything. Um, So what I did after that astrology reading is because she was like, you only feel um, like gratification or, um, You only feel good about yourself basically when you are crossing off a task off your to-do list. Um, So I challenged myself after that um, to not make to-do lists at all anymore. And it was amazing to me how much I could actually remember that I needed to do. Um, And flowing into 2021, now what I do is I make task lists, but they're not tasks I need to get done in one day. They're tasks that like are really important, like call your bank or like figure out your student loans or like some things that I know I can't forget, like I need to actually do. Um, but if I don't complete the whole task list, I'm, I'm no longer guilt tripping myself around it. And this is my like comparison to new year's is you're going to set all these resolutions. And then if you don't complete them all, or if they're a little too out of, they're a little too far-fetched, um, you end up feeling guilty and discouraged and you just give up. And so when making tasks and to-do lists and things like that, it's really important to be realistic and give yourself enough time um, to complete them or to make the transformation. Um, So I'm not bashing New Year's. I did like this little Instagram rant one morning and I think people thought I was like bashing New Year's or not in a good place. Um, And it was not that at all. It was me trying to say like, this is me not guilt tripping myself for this. And please don't guilt trip yourself too. If you're in the same space as me, because, um, it was like Thanksgiving and then 
I, my birthday is the 15th of December and then Christmas and I went to Tucson. Um, and then I had someone staying, we had company for like a month straight. Um, and then the drive back was the last day we thought we had like a six hour drive. It turned out a 10 hour drive because we got stuck in the mountains. Um, and so, you know, new year's comes around and I, I made it to midnight, which was a miracle. Um, but it came around and I was just like, so exhausted and emotionally drained. And so what I was giving myself permission to do was nothing, which was really hard for me. Cause I need to be, I'm like, go, go, go person. But I've been really leaning into the relaxation and Matt, my partner is really good at that because he is, his spirit animal is the Buffalo and like, think of the Buffalo. Like it's just chill all the time where I'm just like, more like the meerkat of the bunch. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that was me just saying like, Hey, if you're easing your way into 2021 by resting good for you, because maybe you just need the rest. And I feel like after the holidays, especially as an empath um, and like the socialization around it and um, the gluttony around it and all the things, it was just like, I needed a pause. (laughs) and I took it. And then Monday came around and I felt phenomenal. And I had laid on the couch and binge Netflix for two days straight. And it felt amazing. And just to turn off my brain and not be in the work mindset or the, um, getting things done, getting things done mindset. And just like really being in a mindset of like, okay, I'm going to fucking channel this Buffalo (laughs) and lay on the couch. And yeah, I felt, you know, like lazy and super lazy, but like, why do we classify being lazy as a negative thing? So like that was kind of my my transition into 2021 was not really holding so much of a resolution, but really holding space for myself and what I needed at that time. Um, and the more I lean into that, the more I lean into like, I'm really tired right now. Like I don't want to force myself to do this. Um, the more I can be productive later. And that works for me really well because I'm typically not a procrastinator. I'm typically not a really lazy person. So I'm kind of like helping myself be in balance in that way of just like, I don't have to be go, 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 go all the time. So those are my two cents on New Year's. And I really hope you all had a really great holiday season. I hope it was safe and healthy and happy and filled with love. And I hope your New Year's was amazing. I know we're all in lockdown still. (laughs) Um, So it's like you can't really do too much. But I think the couch New Year's was really lovely. Me and Matt watched... um, uh, Tom Segura and Bert Kreischer. They, <laughs> he's really into their, I think it's two bears, one cave podcast, which we listened to on the drive back from Tucson. Um, and I kind of fell in love with Bert Kreischer, which is funny. Cause I'm, I'm not like a huge, I love women comedian, but I, I'm not a huge, like male comedian type person. Um, but they did a podcast together, um, for three hours. I watched them just shoot the shit and they were just like, drinking and smoking weed and like, or I guess they're eating edibles, but, um, it was just so funny. I was just laughing so hard. And then Matt passed out at about 1130 and I made it till they made it till Colorado's midnight. Um, and then stopped because they were like, we can't go any further. We're getting a little too fucked up. Um, so yeah, it was just really funny and a funny way to step into the new year's. And then, yeah, really, really embraced the three day weekend relaxation, don't do anything thing. And when I say like, 
I didn't do anything. This is what I mean by like my mentality. When I say I didn't do anything, what I really did was I practiced ukulele. I cleaned the house. I did like 15 loads of laundry. I made food. I um, took care of the dogs. I I just, I actually did some stuff. I didn't just like lay on the couch the whole freaking time, but like, I felt like I was laying on the couch the whole time. And this is the problem with my mindset around relaxing is like, I just feel like I need to do something (laughs) or else my day, it was just like a wasted day. And I'm really working on um, changing my mindset and perspective around that because I mean, days can be sort of wasted, I guess. I mean, but if you're just really leaning into like, I need a reboot, then lean into, I need a reboot. And that is your productivity for the day. And it's just a a whole switch, switcheroo for me. Um, but so let's get into the 2020, 2020 things I learned in 2020. Um, and I could have went on, I tried to keep it under 20 and I was going to add to it. And I was like, this is the 20 things for 2020. I can't have 23 things for 2020. Um, so we will just start at number one. Uh, so my first one is things take time when something doesn't happen the way you envision it happening overnight, keep moving forward. The best things are presented to us through patience and play. You must enjoy the process because if we stay all consumed by the end goal, we will get there without having lived life at all. And this has been a really big challenge for me in 2020. Um, I am the type of person that when I want something, I I give 500% of my effort and I go for it and I give it my all. And then if it doesn't work within like two weeks, I give up. I'm like, meh, next idea, let's move on. Um, And so what I've been really practicing reminding myself is that things don't happen overnight. Success doesn't happen overnight. Success happens over a multitude of years and growth and commitment and persistence. And if you think, look at anyone successful, it's like there, most people, I mean, there's a few in the bunch, but most people's fame and success does not happen overnight. It happens over years of dedication and commitment and compassion and hard work. Um, so as I grow my little business, Marla Poppins, um, that is me reminding myself. And this is what I fell into the other day. For an example, um, I was looking at, uh, my tax stuff, um, for my business and I looked at the calendar and I realized I've only been doing this for about two months. And then I looked over at like the girls I've hired, the clients I've gained and what I've built so far. And I was like, Marla, you've done this in two months. This is not like, this is two months. This isn't (laughs) like two years and you're already making progress and moving forward. And it was just a really big reflection moment of me where I felt like I was dragging my feet for so long, which would have been through the holidays. Cause I mean, everyone's kind of on break that time, but I felt really guilty about not being, um, moving forward (laughs) and building and growing and, and all this stuff. And I was like, but it's been two months. I have been building. I have been growing. I have been moving forward. Like this cannot happen overnight. Um, and so through patience and play, like bringing, incorporating play into your everyday life and growth process is so important because 
life doesn't have to be so serious all the time. Like you have to enjoy the process of what you're going through and, and let it fill up your cup. Because if you don't enjoy the process, then you're just going to get to your end goal and be like, well, where was the, where is this? How is this fulfilling me when this is my goal and this is my passion and this is what I'm working towards? Like, how is this even filling up my cup? Um, because you're not playing and enjoying it. So I think the more play you can incorporate into your growth within success and the more you can cultivate. And my motto and my mantra for this business has been like, I want to cultivate as much happiness as possible in me, my girls and my clients. And I want everyone to feel comfortable and safe and like communication as possible. And I just want it to be a healthy, happy environment. And coming from that place, if I'm pushing to grow or forcing clients to go with me or really taking on that salesy role to try and get people to fill um, into the client spaces that I have to fill, it's not going to align with what my values are right now within my company. Um, And so that's something so important to remind myself is like, patience, slow growth, compassion, like don't grow too fast because then it gets a little out of your hands and out of control. And this to me is my end life goal. Like this is not my goal for the next year. This is my, I want to grow this business into something where I can have success and be on the back end where I can cultivate a life for myself, where like I can have a child and be present with that child while still making income. Um, and so all these reminders are just like something that's heavily grown within me in 2020. And I've had so, so many like learning lessons through this. Like in the beginning of quarantine, I was doing um, yoga and meditation every morning at 9am and I did it for about a month and it wasn't growing the way I wanted it to. And I was just like, yeah, fuck this. And I stopped. And through the realization of like, wait, you can't just do this for a month and expect things to be happening. Like this is, this is, you need to choose something that you want to be success for your entire life, not something that you want to be successful overnight and be like this quick end game. Um, so yeah, patience, patience. I have a whole podcast on, uh, patience and, um, the trifecta of success. If you want to go deeper into that, uh, number two, um, manifestation and trusting the universe will bring you all the abundance you need go hand in hand in order to manifest. You must trust the process and lean into full body trust that what you wish for is coming. Um, so for me, in order to manifest something, you have to trust the process. You have to trust that it's coming and you cannot force or control it. Um, manifestation and its power isn't again, going to happen overnight. It's, it's more of like carry a mantra with you for a week. Um, be, tell yourself you're open to receiving for about a week. Um, make a manifestation board and look at it every day. Uh, think of something you really want and then kind of let the, let the thought go and trust it'll come. Um, so in order to manifest, you have to have trust in the process and, for me, manifestation for a while was like forcing something to happen. And by releasing control, I feel like my manifestation powers are growing because I'm just trusting that they're, that they're going to happen. Um, and for me, manifestation is really putting yourself in that place you want to be. Like I dream about my future constantly. And instead of attaching myself and forcing myself to get there, I dream of it. And like, 
trust that it's going to become reality in its own shape and form and look the way it's meant to look and allow my life path to guide me to that space. But when I am thinking about um, my future and what it looks like, I put myself deep in there. I feel it. I taste it. I see it. I, I really look at every single detail of what my future looks like. And I really just feel the emotion of it rather than like the physical aspect of like, what will it feel like for me to gain this success? And what will it feel like for me to reach this goal? And what emotion does that bring up for me? And how does that feel safe or comforting or compassionate or loving? And um, it's really fun to think of your future, uh, especially if you have big goals and dreams. And um, I'm so blessed to have such an amazing partner that like, literally, we look at each other every day. And we're just like, how do we get so lucky? And it's not fucking roses, rainbows, sunshines, and unicorns all the time, obviously, but, um, but we're just really, really deeply in love and, and work really well together. And I, you know, look at him and I'm like, I can't wait to have babies with you and see like what you're like as a father. Cause I can feel what it would feel like for that to be happening. Um, and I just know it's going to be a really bright, beautiful future, no matter kind of what's thrown our way, we'll make, we'll make it through. And just trusting that the process is there for a reason. And I know people hate like when you say everything happens for a reason, but for me, it's everything happens for a reason. If you choose to have that perspective, if you look at it in a way of like, okay, I lost my job in March that I really didn't like at all. um, And here I am with a podcast, starting my own business. Like that was scary in that moment. It was so scary. I, I mean, Matt was like, go get a job at Home Depot. Like you need a job right away. And I was like, let's just wait to see what unemployment does. And then because I was patient and waited and trusted the manifestation process, um, I leaned in to the, to the scary depths of fear and hell <laughs> applied for unemployment. And it was really great for me to rediscover myself. And I, had exponential growth um, through that whole thing. Uh, Number three, love yourself harder, radically accept who you are as a person. Um, So this is something I'm recently stepping into is uh, radical acceptance of the self. Um, And I feel like in the spiritual community, sometimes there can be a lot of bypassing between do this, you'll feel this way. You have to be doing this in order to be successful. You have to blah, blah, blah to be this way. And it's not true. It's like everyone's super unique as a person. And um, leaning into who you are as a person and your own self-growth and recognizing what things feel good for you and cultivating your life around that. Because everyone is so different. You can't create a routine in your life or an experience in your life that's going to align perfectly with anyone else. Like, yes, meditation in the morning is great and it feels really good and it sets your day up for success and blah, blah, blah. But your morning meditation could look like washing the dishes or letting your dogs out or um, practicing ukulele or whatever. So like as long or making your bed or it, it's just going to vary for everyone. And I think that the more we can love ourselves through the process of learning how to best serve ourselves, um, the better our life can be and the happier we can become. And it's just really leaning into what is going to serve me and my highest and how can I incorporate that more into my life? Um, 
instead of guilt tripping yourself for like, well, my morning practice doesn't look like her morning practice. So my life isn't going to be as happy and filled with love as her life. So I need to be doing exactly what she's doing to feel the way that's projected she is feeling on Instagram. (laughs) So that one's really, really crucial is loving yourself harder and radically accepting who you are as a person and learning to love who you are as a person through the depths and the shadows and the light which carries right into um, guilt tripping yourself over not doing certain things, being better, doing more, being more productive is counterproductive. Lean into the present emotions, allow yourself to listen to your heart and your body and rest more. Um, So I kind of went over a lot of that in the first one, but um, let me just repeat this. (laughs) Like guilt tripping yourself over not doing certain things, over not being better, over not doing more, over not being more productive is counterproductive. So just remember that when you're sitting there and you're guilt tripping yourself for the space you're in, you're being counterproductive. If you take your emotion and lean into it, that's where the productivity and the growth happens. And then you learn some more lessons about who you are as a person. Uh, number five, I am so much stronger than I thought I was. Uh, I think we all are. <laughs> um, 2020 has thrown a wrench in a lot of people's lives and a lot of lives were lost and it was handled very poorly and we're still in the the midst of it. I think it's probably worse than it ever was. Um, And I'm so blessed to be sitting here in this place that I am and not have had, you know, a foreclosure or lost my car. Or I see people on like the Boulder Collective posting like, hey, me and my kid are living in my car. Is there any way anyone could help me like just make my car payment or I'm going to lose my car and we're going to be homeless. Um, I have food in the fridge, lots of food in the fridge. I have a really nice bed to sleep on. I have animals to love on. I have a beautiful partnership that only got stronger through um, COVID and yeah, my heart goes out to all those struggling. Um, and uh, that literally gives me like full body goosebumps, but, um, yeah, my heart just really goes out to anyone struggling right now. And I know most of us are, and my thing is just like, how much, how strong are you as a person and how much can you muster to get through this and how much support do you have? And, um, where can you cultivate, more strength within you to keep moving forward, especially with the mental health crisis right now. It's just, we're all falling apart. (laughs) Um, Number six, find the light within all the turbulence, the pandemic. What has it done for you? Where did you grow because of it? So basically a similar thing is like, um, where can we find some sort of positive spin on the chaos and the turmoil. And I know that is like a little bit of just gaslighting and spiritual bypassing is just like, see the positivity, the light, like blah, blah, blah. There's so much positive around it all. And like, I really in my life need to see the positive in the negative in order to keep moving forward and um, not fall back into a depression um, and to keep my anxiety under check. And I realize that it's not possible always to find the light within the dark. Um, but I feel like when you go through something um, 
in two years time, let's say you can look back and that's when you can see the light. And I know it sucks in the process and going through it in the first place. And sometimes it feels like you're, um, you know, a cave is collapsing on top of you and you're just suffocating and you just don't know what to do, um, next, but, um, it's important to try your best to see some sort of light at the end of the tunnel, because if you lose that light, you lose the awe and wonder of life. Um, so I think really, even if it's a small little light, like having some sort of gratitude for something always keeps the tunnel lit up and doesn't get you stuck in there. Because my explanation of depression is that um, you're stuck in the trenches and you cannot claw yourself out and then you lose the light and you can't even see where the spot is to claw yourself out. So um, in order to keep that glimmer of light, (laughs) in order to know how to claw yourself up and out, I think having some sort of gratitude or some sort of positivity around anything you're going through is really crucial. Uh, Seven is woman masterminds, women power. (laughs) Um, They're some of the most powerful things in the world. Find a group that that can support you and lift you up when you need it. Um, Any entrepreneur or uh, pretty much anyone in general, find a woman clan. I don't care if it's a Facebook group that you can post in. LS Dreamers is amazing if you're into bass music. Um, Always super positive on there. Lots of check-ins, mental health check-ins, like leave this color heart. If you're doing okay, leave this color hard. If you're doing really bad and need me to inbox you, um, find support somehow through a therapist, through a friend that you have as like a support accountability buddy, through a group of women that you meet once a month with to spark ideas and and get inspiration. Um, Community in that aspect is so goddamn powerful. And I have cultivated and created so many things through quarantine with a group of really powerful women. And it was beyond. And I've never really done that before. But when you put full trust and energy into a group and and know it's going to be there to support you, um, it's, it's amazing what comes out of it. And it's just really good to have someone in your back pocket of like, Hey, I'm having a really bad day. I have all these negative thoughts. I'm really self-doubting. Like, can I just talk to you? Do you have the space for me to just like either vent or ask for advice or whatever, find an amazing group of supportive humans. And it doesn't have to cost any money. You can contact a couple of friends and be like, Hey, let's do a support thing once a month on zoom. You can find a Facebook group that's free and just be in it and and communicate in there and post in there. You can, I met so many virtual friends this year that I have talked to all the time that I've never met in person. And it's just, it is possible to find someone out there that will be your accountability partner or multiple people. Um, And it's just really helpful, like really, really helpful. I highly suggest finding, doing, cultivating your own, starting your own group, a book club, something. There's so many things out there that you can um, be part of that don't cost any money. Or if you want to hire a coach and, and get support that way, like get, get the support you need um, to be able to grow because women supporting women is the most fucking powerful thing in the entire world. I think maybe vampires are more powerful, but you know, 
I've just been so into the the vamp, the vampire shows. It's kind of disgusting, but that's okay. It's my guilty pleasure. Um, okay, number eight. Don't fall too far into the spiritual trap. There is endless bypassing and gaslighting, which I kind of touched on throughout this whole thing. But um, when you see people posting, you know, do this and you'll do this to to get these results, do X to receive Z, you know, um, I think there's a lot of guilt that can come around that too. Like when you enter a program, if you weren't fully engaged or fully ready or fully open to receive all the the beauty from it, and then you go through it half-assed and then you get out of it and you're like, well didn't really get anything out of that one. Um, so just make sure when you do enter, um, some sort of thing like that, uh, that you are a hundred percent ready and open, um, for it, because there's a lot of stuff out there. That's just, I don't know. I just, it's just been turning me off lately and I'm here to be real and authentic and tell you where I'm at in my life, I guess. Um, and so sometimes that community just, it bums me out sometimes. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> um, number nine, there is a fine balance between the lines of the metaphysical and the physical realms. Finding a comfortable balance will get you where you want to be in life. Um, so what I'm, what this came, this thought came to me the other day, because it's like, you, you, to me, it almost feels like I'm teetering back and forth between like, okay, this is my reality. And this is where I need to cultivate success for my life. But this is my metaphysical reality. And this is how tuned in I am with nature and how tapped in I am with um, symbolism and meanings and how tapped in, my, tapped in I am with full body goosebumps all the time when like, I'm talking about something super powerful, or I'm really speaking my truth. Um, and there's a really there's a balance that has to happen between both because if you're too stuck in this patriarchal system, I can never say that word appropriately. Um, the system that this masculine system and capitalism and, um, and just really abiding by society and being like the sheep that follows the herd, um, it can be really dangerous and you can lose sense and sight of who you are as an individual. Um, but then on the other hand, it's like, if you are really in this metaphysical where um, the earth realm, you're not connected to it at all. You're just so up in the ethers that can be really dangerous too, because there is a veil between the two and to be stuck on one side or the other side of the veil it can skew your sense of reality. And, and we are in, we are living in this human form on this earth realm. Um, and so you kind of have to be there a little bit. And if you're not, you can just get really lost in the ethers, really, really lost in the, this, um, metaphysical space. So it's really important to find a balance between the two. Um, and, solidify what that means to you and, and practice grounding practices. Like for me, it's like when I'm not feeling grounded, I really like to eat grounding foods like potatoes and stuff, um, or just plant my feet in the earth and really feel the earth. Um, when I'm feeling, um, too grounded and heavy, that's when I'll go into more of like breath work and, uh, meditation and, um, still nature, you know, still being nature is just like the thing that connects them both for me. It's like, I can see the reality of the world we're living in through the nature around me. And I can also 
see the beauty of the metaphysical and the divine and, and God within, um, nature as well. So for me, like just being outside is kind of like this beautiful merge between the two. Um, yeah, I hope that made sense. Okay. Number 10, (laughs) don't give yourself too many tasks to accomplish in one day. If you're feeling the energy ride that wave, baby, but if you're not, don't force things, try to control things to go your way. I touched on this a lot already. Um, for me, sometimes like I am in a manic moment. (laughs) Um, and I ride it. I'm like, cool. I'm going to clean for eight hours and organize everything and throw away everything I don't want and purge and, um, redo my office and rearrange and blah, 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 blah. And like, get all these tasks done. Like, I think on like the, I think it was the 28th or something. I called, I made a dentist appointment. I made an eye exam. I made a vet appointment for my dog. I did all of these phone calls in like two hours um, because I was just like, I'm doing this. I'm getting this done. Like I'm going to ride this wave. And I did it all. And I was just like, okay, that's what 21 is. 2021 is going to be to me is like taking care of my health. Um, I haven't been to a dentist in like 10 years. So I have my dentist appointment tomorrow. It'll be very interesting. Um, I take really good care of my teeth though. So hopefully all goes well. Um, But it was just like these things that I was procrastinating and putting off to like better my my physical health and my body um, clearly for a very long time that I was just like, all right, we're doing it. I'm gonna ride that wave. And, And when that energy is going, when that fire is going, that is go time. Like, and maybe this is like me losing a little bit of balance there of like really fire energy, really going for it. And then the opposite is like really not. (laughs) Um, but I do get a shit ton done when I'm riding the wave and, and then I feel really good about myself. And then sometimes I have that like lull, but I'm learning to lean into the lull and then maybe it'll all balance out. But when I'm feeling really amped and really good, I'm like, let's fucking go. And I love that feeling. (laughs) Um, I guess the highs and the lows. I like the highs a lot. I need to learn how to love the lows a little bit more. Um, 11, there are always signs from the universe guiding you. If you just pay attention, find rituals, find the magic in your life that will help cultivate more goodness. And this is me talking about like, what feels good for you? Like lately, my morning practice has looked like making my cacao because I make it every morning. Um, I brush my teeth really well. I find I started coconut, coconut oil pulling again. (laughs) Um, and if you want to learn anything about that, just hit me up on um, Instagram. But, um, I like to do this, like I do floss, I tongue scrape, I brush my teeth for like probably over two minutes. Cause my toothbrush turns off halfway through and I'm still going, um, I make my cacao, I tidy up a little bit. And then I sit down at my computer and I've been practicing my ukulele every morning, at least for five minutes, which I mean, it's not that hard to pick. It's just like sitting on my desk, um, And so it's just fun to pick up and strum a couple of different things that I've been learning. Um, And that is my ritual lately and it feels good. And um, so I think it's really important to figure out what feels best for you. And I understand like there's obligations and sometimes you have to go to work super early and all this kind of thing. But if you can just take five minutes every morning to really cultivate something good for yourself, um, my favorite is just like waking up and looking around and being like, what am I grateful for today? And I feel like it just starts your day out so much 
more amazing than if you roll over like, fuck, I don't want to get out of fucking bed. I'm just going to look at my Instagram and my email and my Facebook and nah, nah, nah. And I fall into that all the time too. I'm like, God damn it. This bed's so comfortable. I don't want to get out. Um, but once you're up and like moving and self-nourishing in some sort of way, whatever that looks like, even if you wake up right away in the morning and put one hand on your heart and one hand on your belly and take a couple of deep breaths, like that is perfect. So figure out where that magic resides in your life and how you want to incorporate it a little bit more um, into your daily practice without the pressure of, of, I think the pressure of like, I'm going to sit down for an hour and journal every day for an hour. And then you just fall off pretty quickly. But I think five minutes is pretty, pretty easy to do if you like literally make it like, okay, I'm not going to specifically do one thing. I'm going <laughs> to sit in, in between like before I go into work or something or before I drive to the gas station or whatever, and just like take five minutes to self-nourish in some way, whether it be breathing, gratitude, um, writing, listening to a really good song, um, practicing an instrument, dancing, like just a little blip here and there throughout the day will transform. What I actually started doing, I'll share with you because I kind of wanted to, I can't keep this one a secret, but um, I redid my office a couple of days ago. I got a new desk, a new computer. Everything's looking glorious. Um, but I got, the, I found this little jar and I was like putting new dried flowers out on my altar and like the old ones kind of got a little bit brown. Um, and My sister's trying to call me, um, but my uh, old flowers um, turned a little bit brown. So I wanted to put new ones on my altar. And what I did was I took the old ones since they've been sitting there pretty much through um, through the whole quarantine 2020 thing is I ground them up and put them in a tiny little jar. And then when I redid my office, I burned an incense overnight to kind of like clear the space and the energy. And I collected the incense ashes in my little jar. Um, and throughout this year, my decision is like, I'm going to put little meaningful things in this little jar and just keep it on my windowsill um, next to my desk and kind of just put everything I put in there. I'm like, okay, this is for, um, this part of my life that I want to cultivate more goodness in. And like, I want to eventually put, like, if I find a penny on the ground, I'll put that in there for like money abundance. Um, I put the ashes in there for like, you know, new beginnings and fresh start. And um, I put the old roses in there because they've had so much energy cultivated into them throughout this uh, quarantine process. Um, yeah. So this little magic jar is part of my magic ritual uh, for 2021. And we'll see how that goes. Uh, what I want to say also on this is mantras have been something I forgot about that I recently was reminded of, but picking a mantra and holding onto it for like a week or two um, and just repeating it in your head over and over and over again is just like so powerful. And I guess I, I think I said that already, but um, it's, it's extremely like um, for example, yesterday I was like running around being like, I am open to receive miracles. And I got like, one of my old clients came back. I got two inquiries for new clients. I, um, just had a really good day after the weirdness of everything yesterday. 
but yeah, holding mantras, money mantras, um, just abundance mantras and just repeating them to yourself for, even if it's a year, I just really stick with one until I feel like it's fully filled. And then I I'll pick a new one. Um, 12, your uniqueness is your power. Stop trying to be like everyone else. Step fully into your own expression. Your body is your temple. You will be in it for the rest of your life. So love it more and more every day. This is kind of two, but I was trying to keep it within 20. Um, So your uniqueness is your power is my favorite thing. You are unique. That is your power. Stop trying to be like everyone else. I've done a lot of podcasts and talked about this a lot. Um, But just remember like, you are you and you are the only you on this planet and bring that, bring it because we all need diversity. We all need different energy. We all need different ideas. We all need different humans to make this world go around. So like really step into it. Um, and then your body is your temple. I did a whole quarantine 15 podcast on, um, body image and that's all in there. But if you think about it, your body is your temple. You're stuck with this body for your entire life. So are you going to spend your life hating it or are you going to spend your life loving it? And the more you can love up on yourself, I personally feel like the better I look in the mirror, the more I'm again, like over the holidays, I was getting really feeling really bad about my body. Cause like I probably gained a couple of pounds. I don't weigh myself, so I don't know, but I felt like I gained some weight. I felt really like, I don't know, stuffed. (laughs) Um, and every time I looked in the mirror, I thought I looked like shit. And the second I started to shift that and like the holidays were over, I was like, okay, time to, you know, start eating a little healthier and take care of my body and, um, pay attention to my eating three meals a day. So I'm not binging at night, that kind of thing. I started to look better in the mirror. And this took like a day of my mindset just changing. It's not like my body actually changed in a day, but uh, my perspective did. So I actually loved the way I looked more. <laughs> it's funny how that happens. We're, we're our own worst critic. Um, 13, self-love and growth and learning are continual processes. It doesn't happen overnight. There is always something to work on. There will always be more coming up. It's not about becoming enlightened. It's about becoming so self-aware that you can see and make the small changes needed to be a better human with better communication. So, um, for me, it's like when you're starting the self-growth process, the spiritual process, this like deeper self-understanding, self-awareness kind of um, thing, you think, oh, I'm going to grow. It's going to be great. This is going to be like a year. I'm going to be great on the other end. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that doesn't happen. It is literally continual forever. There are days that are going to be horrible. There are days that are going to feel phenomenal and you the more you can gain self-awareness through them and the more, um, yeah, the more you can see everything as like a mirror in your life of what you are projecting, uh, the more self-awareness you'll gain and the more you'll be able to be like, oh, okay, I really shouldn't have said that to that person or, oh, okay, I'm feeling this way because of this or, oh, I need to do this for myself to be able to get out of this sticky headspace, et cetera. So, um, yeah, it's always continual. I'm going to speed it up a little because we're approaching the hour mark. Um, okay, so there are multiple soulmates in life and one should never settle for anything less than magic and a partner. Um, this is really because I have found my second really freaking phenomenal relationship in my life. Um, 
And I feel like it's just such a deep love and so magical. And I don't believe that settling is the answer. If you are not happy in a relationship, fucking leave (laughs) because you will survive without them. I know heartbreak is the worst pain in the world. It literally is the worst and there's no escape basically. And you just have to sit with it and time just heals it. But um, just don't settle. Don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. Don't settle for anything less than magic because it's out there. And the more you love yourself, the more you're going to find a partner that reciprocates that love and mirrors that love to you. And like I said, relationships aren't easy. You have to be mature, communicative, um, understanding, compassionate, find humor in the dumb shit, like understand the person's needs and wants. Like when Matt gets angry, I leave him alone and he needs like 45 minutes. And that's just what we've learned through our relationship. When I get angry, I need a hug. And that's what we've learned through our relationship. So it's just, we created our own magic, but, um, both parties have to be involved in that. And I think it's so important to just not settle. Don't settle for anyone who treats you less than what you deserve or makes you feel like shit. Okay. 15 shadows are not bad. We all carry them within us. We have, um, we all have every single quality in us that we don't like in others. It's all a mirror. Can you see what's being reflected back at you? My favorite um, comparison for this is that our um, body is like a castle and there's all these different rooms in it and there's shadow spaces and you can re- you can visit these shadow spaces. But um, my favorite is like, if you call someone like, oh, they're so um, egotistical or they're narcissistic or something like that. It's like, what moments can you see in your life that you were that? Because we all have every quality within us and the shadows aren't necessarily bad. Um, they're just part of us. And how can we shed light onto the shadow? And I, did, I actually did a whole podcast on shadow work. So if you want to go into that, that was a really good one. Um, have compassion for everyone. You never know what anyone else is going through. So be compassionate always. I feel like that's pretty self-explanatory. Um, we never know what anyone else is going through in their traumas or, um, life experience or any of the above, um, in that front. Um, so always have compassion and just try to be a good human. (laughs) It's not that hard. Um, actually sometimes it is really hard. I'll give you a quick story. Yesterday I had this little stupid Honda um, following me uh, on the street. And like, I like looked down for a half second and looked back up and the light was green. And this is just like one of my pet peeves. When my foot is coming off the brake to move to the gas pedal and someone beeps at me because I've taken half a second to make my car move forward when the light turns green because my reaction is not that fast because I'm not in a fucking hurry. It drives me bonkers. So I got like a for the little Honda horn. Then we're driving and she's like tailing me. I'm going 45 and a 40. And I'm like, I'm not going to go any faster. Sorry. So she's like on my ass this whole time. And then we get to another red light and it's like, right. I'm taking a right on a red. So I have to stop first. Um, and I'm like slowing. I didn't even fully stop, but I'm like slowing down and she starts honking at me again. And I was like, dude, the light's fucking red. So I just had a, I had a little rant to Matt on the phone and, um, 
he reminded me to have compassion, which was just throwing it in my face because I always remind him to have compassion when he has road rage. So yeah, but I guess that was my lack of compassion for the little Honda. I ended up passing her later anyway. It just blows my mind sometimes. Okay. 17. You can fall off your practice and still be practicing, practicing self-compassion and love through all forms of growth. So, um, so basically what I'm saying is when you are falling off of your practice, when you lose your morning ritual and you're not doing it every day, or you lose your meditation practice or whatever, you are still practicing by holding self-compassion for yourself for, for missing out. Um, and you can still be practicing throughout your day. Whereas like you're practicing compassion, you're practicing, um, you know, the yogic philosophy or lifestyle you're practicing, um, being in nature, you're practicing being a good person. Like there, it doesn't have to look one way or another. It doesn't have to be put in this box to be labeled as your practice. Um, it can mean a plethora of different things. If you're, if your practice is like, hugging yourself and having some self-compassion for something you're going through that is practicing, um, loving someone harder, forgiveness, all practice. Um, so just it's 11, 11, make a wish. Um, 18, what it looks like for me to do self-work and what it looks like for you are completely different. What I say works for me might not work for you. Don't push your spiritual ideals on anyone else. Spirituality is such a sacred personal experience. Don't compare your journey to anyone else's. Your journey is sacred and special and all your own. This is kind of like overarching theme. Um, to me, spirituality is such an individual um, experience and perception. And that's why I really hate organized religion um, is because they're pushing their ideals on um on others. And I think everyone has a different perspective and opinion because we're all unique. Um, so your spiritual journey is going to look a hell of a lot different than my spiritual journey. Um, your spiritual beliefs are going to look a lot different than my spiritual beliefs and everyone has their own. And that is something that is so sacred and, and should be held so close to your heart, um, and not pushed or idealized on anyone else. Um, so, to me, spirituality is a sacred practice and what I believe I'm not going to push on someone else. I'll have conversations around it, but I'm not going to be like, this is the way. Um, so we tend to compare ourselves to other people all the time. And through that comparison is where we feel bad about ourselves or feel like we're not doing enough or not being productive enough, which creates the guilt. Um, so don't align your path with anyone else's because your path is your own unique path. And, um, it's going to look different than everyone else's path is. So um, just be really cautious of um, your spirituality and how sacred it is and um, giving away any of that sacred spiritual power or um, aligning your beliefs exactly with someone else's because um, they can obviously shift every day and you can learn new things and um, let's cultivate our own unique spiritual practices and, and powers. And, um, it just makes it such a more beautiful experience in my eyes. All right. 19 commitment and not giving up on your dreams and desires is everything. When things get hard, it's easy just to run away and say, this isn't working, but the true test is how far you can lean into the fear, how much harder you can push towards your dreams. Success doesn't happen overnight. I went over this. This is very applicable in my life right now. It was a huge learning lesson many times. And what I find is that the universe tells you 
gives you a lesson. And if you don't learn it the first time, it's going to give it to you again. And if you don't learn it again, it's going to give it to you again. And I had about four of these lessons, maybe more. Um, (laughs) And I think I finally learned it. We shall see. Finally, number 20, uh, love on your loved ones more. Tomorrow's not promised. Don't hold grudges because forgiveness will set you free. Um, to me, through this whole quarantine, and I've always really truly believed in forgiveness. Um, honestly, holding grudges is like, it just takes up so much space and energy. And it's almost like that other person wins um, because they're still consuming your soul. <laughs> um, so the second you can forgive someone and move past certain things that have happened, you really let go and release all of this dark negativity in your body and in your being. And everyone makes mistakes. And some people say really hurtful things and you don't necessarily have to trust them or put your walls down for them, but forgiving people for um, the things they've done to you is important. And this was a huge lesson I learned with my mother. Um, of just forgiveness over and over and over and over again. And that's a whole another topic, but, um, but yeah, I think forgiveness really sets you free and life is way too short to hold grudges or to cut really important people out of your life. And also if there's very, very, very toxic people in your life, cutting them out is crucial, but forgiving them is important too, to not let it destroy you and create this victim mindset forever in your world. So a lot of people have a really hard time forgiving. And for me, when I'm having a really hard time, um, doing something like, like learning something new or, or, cultivating something more into me, I start small. Um, so like, let's say for example, the little Honda that was riding my ass, I could forgive her for being in a hurry and driving me absolutely up a wall for about 10 minutes and I can, um, let that go. Or you could forgive the drive-through person for, for, for messing up your order or something like that. Um, start really small and then you can just like slowly grow into bigger things. Um, but forgiveness is a huge huge important thing in life to really kind of almost cleanse your soul um, and clear the slate and bring more purity into your body and into your um, realm. And lastly, the little quote from Blue is the most sacred thing is what is. So whatever you're going through right now, whatever you're feeling, it is sacred. It is the most sacred. It is what is. And um What lessons can you learn from that? How can you grow from it? What knowledge can you gain from it? And how can you up-level through it all? And when I say up-level, I mean just kind of like level up, like a video game. You're going to the next level. You're walking up the stairs and you're coming into this new plane of reality, of your reality, of your success. Oh, that was a lot. (laughs) A lot of lessons learned in 2020. Um, I hope you all got something from that. That was kind of just like this overarching thing of, I guess, like the goodness of this podcast and what I want to bring to it and um, just what's been on my mind lately and hoping that 2021 really solidifies these lessons even deeper and um, brings more lessons and funny because I almost say like brings more lessons but lessons to me are learning through the hardships so is that like bring it on 2021 what's the next hardship you're gonna throw at me because I'm gonna take lessons from that and spin it into some fucking goodness um yeah 
Love you all. I'm happy to be back. This felt really good. Um, I hope you all enjoy this episode. And if you want to go back and listen to any of the other ones that I mentioned, because there's a lot of goodness on here, I think this will be episode 18 or 19, which is amazing. And we're almost at a thousand listens. Um, So again, if you liked this share, please. Um, It really, really, really helps. Honestly, if you just like post it on your story and just be like, Hey, this was a really good one. Go listen. Um, it's just kind of like support, supporting community. And, you know, I try and do that for other people when I listen to something that's really applicable or crucial or whatever. It's just the more we can share with each other, the more outreach we can get, the more that we can flourish and the more support we feel like we have. Um, and yeah, I love you all. I am, um, going to do a post soon. I'm opening my coaching back up. I have a couple spaces left. Um, just to be super blatant and honest, it's 3.33 a month for a call a week with me. Um, we can do anything from sound healing to yoga to cards to um, just a coaching call. If you're moving through anything, it would be like a three-month commitment, but I'm open to talking about it all. Um, I have some space in my schedule now and would love to open that up to anyone who would like to receive the medicine um, that I'm willing to offer. And yeah, I just love you all so much. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. I know I have some like diehard followers right now and it just like... Mm makes my soul light up. Um, but love you. Happy 2021. Let's see what the hell happens this year. (laughs)